All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introduce the original bad hombre, the amazing nerd, the hardest working Antifa boys on George Soros's payroll. With Pablo Morale Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's what I love about everything that David Lynch does is that it's like, hey, are you enjoying yourself? Good. Then we'll tear the rug out from underneath you. You know, I'm sorry. I'm doing my best David Lynch impression. Um, (laughs) So... uh, and then you just end up in this, you know, black wormhole where you're just like flying around. And you're just like, what the hell is happening to me? You know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's um, um, what did you think? Um, by the way, everybody, you're listening to the Robots versus Texas program. I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And of course, and, and I'm Ernesto Mancibo. <laughs> and together, hey, we're just uh, chit chatting about Lost Highway. Um so uh yeah anyway and the weirdness of reality and the weirdness of of the fictional reality that we find ourselves in so anyway i'm sorry before i rudely interrupted you my friend my compatriot um go on with your with your story about uh what did you think that lost highway was about <laughs> oh shit um i'm telling you right now i don't know i just don't know i when when the movie finished, I was just like, I have nothing, I have nothing to hold on to. It's like, it's like thinking you're, um, you're at one of those obstacle courses where you have to climb like an artificial like mountain cliff, you know, where they have all those hand grips and stuff like that, and then you realize you're halfway up, <laughs> and and there are no hand grips. You're like, how the fuck am I still up here? And then you start sliding down. That's what I felt like at the end of the movie. Really? Okay. 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 I mean... I have no idea what the fuck it was about. Just none. Okay. There was a lot of titties. Yes. But that's it. Um, <laughs> well, you know, hats off to Patricia Arquette and... Um, wonderful, both of them. Um, yep. <laughs> stunning performances. Uh, I, I they would get uh, the Teardrop Award uh, of Excellence. <laughs> Agreed. Yes. Um, but uh, also her performance was fantastic. Uh, with Yeah. Because she played like two different versions of herself. She played multiple versions of herself. And mm. um, they were both scary. Yes. <laughs> um, do you want me to kind of like uh, give you my theory? Do you have any theories, working theories as to what? Uh, is going on what happened in the lost highway absolutely i i mean i have i have only the weakest of theory and it's probably not right Oh, tell me Um, tell me i'm i'm intrigued uh i uh, love people's theories on on this or any other one of these weird type of movies you know i it's really super weak I'm, i'm that both uh both male focuses of the film uh, Bill Pullman and uh, the younger fellow Balthazar Getty were yeah thank you yeah. Uh, were 
both the same guy, but in different time. I don't know. I just don't. Oh, oh <laughs> fuck. You almost got it. You almost fucking. Really? Yeah, you almost fucking got it. Look, don't don't blow smoke up. No, my I'm ass, not, man. dude. Like I'm, I'm not. T- I'm, t- I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I'm, it, it's it's you're this close to to like piecing it all together. Uh, you want me to tell you my theory about it? Go for all it. Right. So, spoilers on the movie Lost Highway. If you haven't seen it, fuck you. It's been out since like '97. Um, <laughs> so the movie I I think is about um Bill Pullman, uh. Him and uh, Balthazar Getty, they're the same person. They're the same man. Um, except he uh, he creates this person. He creates uh, his second persona after he murders his wife. So he murders Patricia Arquette. She's dead. And then he, the way he copes with it is he creates this alternate reality in his head. And in the alternate reality in his head, he's like this cool greaser type, you know, um, who goes out with his friends and gets laid and like 24 <laughs> seven and, you know, goes to works at a garage and works for a mafioso, you know, uh, who, uh, by the way, uh, uh, played by the wonderful Robert Loja. But, uh, dude, uh, did you expect Richard Pryor's final film role to be in this movie? No, that's I actually when he showed first, I heard his voice off screen and I was just like, why? Why does that sound familiar? And then then when it actually showed him, I was just like, I literally out loud in my place. I was like, Richard Pryor, like I just I just wasn't expecting. I don't even know why he's been in tons of movies like he's he's famous. I was just like. For some reason, I just didn't expect Richard Pryor in this movie. Yeah, this was his final. This, this is was his final, final performance. Final performance. Wow. Uh, before he passed on, but yeah, it it's it's uh, his final film performance. I think his final performance period was he was in an episode of Martin. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was in an episode of Martin. Oh, I wow. think that might have been his last performance ever. Yeah, that was on my end. Uh, sometimes, uh, I don't know, for some reason in this neighborhood, uh, there have been random uh, modem reboots, um, at least I'm finding. Um, so that's uh, that's what may have happened. Oh, man. Maybe it's because uh, the, um, you know, the Justice Department is trying to shut down the two hardest working Antifa boys on George Soros' payroll. <laughs> possibly yeah. they're like media blackout you know <laughs> let's get him boys what what house is he at uh i didn't plan that far you know it's the most incompetent <laughs> the most incompetent task force the gotham it's P- gotham PD. gotham PD. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> uh, 65% of the time, we're in sync every time. Um, <laughs> so, uh, before the powers that be interrupted our conversation, oh, we were talking about, uh, I was talking about uh, Richard Pry- Pryor's final performance in, um, in Lost Highway, and I was... I remember when it, yes, yes. yeah, when it came up the first time, 
uh, I also had like an audible kind of like, wait a minute, you gotta be fucking kidding me! It's Richard Pryor. <laughs> um, and then um, yeah, yeah, but I, I, I ex- that's that's the first tip off that the universe that I was looking at wasn't real. Um. <laughs> That Bill Pullman was hallucinating because everything in in that when when he uh, when Bill Pullman goes into that weird dark like portal in his house and then he reemerges and then everything is different like he gets arrested he gets sent mm-hmm. to jail and then everything goes blue and then he just turns into a different person at that point <laughs> uh, I. I was like, okay, so th- this reality that he's in is completely in his mind, you know? And that's why there's so many – there's a mystery about it, and there's so many loose ends, and why Gary Busey's his dad. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, Gary Busey being his dad. I was like, what the fuck? You've got to watch yourself. <laughs> Joel. <laughs> Seeing that mug on screen. Oh boy. <laughs> Those teeth. Oof. <laughs> Sean, we have a lot to talk about, about that night. And it's like, <laughs> oh, God. Really, Dad? <laughs> that kid was so whiny. Um, when he turned into the kid. <laughs> but yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. It was. It was. You know, the the thing about David Lynch films is that as abstract as they can be, um, they they keep you engaged in this very weird way. It's it's you never know what's going to happen from moment to moment. Like that weird like German tract that would just start up during <laughs> during certain hallucinations, I'm gonna say. Ramstein. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like fucking <laughs> what? What the fuck is happening? Um, and then, yeah, and then everything would be weird where he'd go into a room and, like, his girlfriend would, uh, Patricia Arquette, would be getting slammed by some dude. But it's all in, like, weird <laughs> colors and that song is going off. And I'm just like, okay, I'm I'm having a fucking acid trip from hell right now because uh, that is... <laughs> that is frightening and arousing at the same time. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, ever, everything about everything about this movie. Is so like fucking strange. It just gives off like this weird, like kind of, and it's long too. It's fucking long. It's, it's, it's over two yeah, hours. It's yeah. Slow. It's really slow, which is so, which I found to be so funny because the music in the beginning is just like, you know, very, it's very '90s. It's a lot of techno music coming out, and then all of a sudden, it's just like, you know, it just takes its fucking time delivering one of the most dread-inducing confrontations uh, in cinematic history when he meets that dude at at that party. With you know, oh, the mystery uh, yeah. man, yeah. What's his name? Robert Blake Beretta. Yes. <laughs> fucking Beretta himself, who berettaed his own wife to death. You you had told me about that scene many years ago, and 
it never left me like it the, just the way you described it was like creepy as fuck and so when it was coming up in the film i was just like oh my god this is it this is it and it was creepier <laughs> than i could have imagined it's it's uh, he uh, david lynch has a way of just setting up a scene and setting up the atmosphere cuz you know here you have like this Hollywood party where everybody's drinking and assumingly doing mounds of cocaine in the bathroom. And, you know, everybody's kind of colorful, animated in that sort of 90s style, you know. And here comes this little man, uh, pale as fuck, eyes beady and wide open, just cutting a swath through the crowd. And nobody else really seems to notice him except Bill Pullman. And he just sort of locks eyes with him. He's just like, you know, hey, you know, we've met before. And you're just like, oh, nothing good. Just walk away. Just walk away, Bill. Just take the drinks and walk away. If I saw a dude that looked like that, I would be like, uh, great. And then, I, you know, I'd, I'd make I'd be like one of those like I'm listening to you, but not really listening to you and just wander away awkwardly <laughs> i don't know man that that's his his whole fucking scene that whole scene is fucking frightening and the fact that like his eyebrows are shaved off uh which oh, yeah. makes <laughs> which makes him look even more bizarre but uh <laughs> but yeah uh, and that, uh, you know the the fact that that whole thing um that guy included is fictional uh is is kind of the theme of today's show, right? The theme mm-hmm. of today's show is fictional realities, you know? <laughs> and uh, this kind of got spurred on between a very short conversation between me and you where we talked about, like, you know, um, WandaVision. Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, our weird political climate that we're in where we're just like, what is ha- what is happening? Jewish space lasers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great band name! Like for you know, <laughs> for a uh, a chosen people's uh, you know rock band, uh, you know where they play uh, you know a mashup of of you know old uh you know jewish folk songs but with a punk rock edge uh and dude i want to hear that band yeah, i want to hear that too. band shit <laughs> holy cow dude you haven't heard of this jewish space lasers it's fucking amazing <laughs> so uh yeah i was uh, I, I that that whole thing it just feels like a lot of uh, politics and uh, TV shows that I'm watching, like all of them seem to be meshing together. And I, I don't know if that's because I'm watching way too much TV because of this pandemic where I'm just, where we're just locked in our houses and kind of just like, you know, what's on next, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, just binge, binging from thing. To yeah. Thing binging to thing. from thing to thing to thing. So, it's crazy. I, like I went through like an an Apple TV series of like we're watching anime, which is kind of crazy. It's and then you know the, the political aspect of this is kind of just wild, where it's just like you know um, 
where Ted Cruz is like, hey, you know, he, go, he tweets to AOC where he's just like, hey, why not bygones be bygones? I'm paraphrasing. And she's mm-hmm. like, you try to have me murdered. No. on what planet are you living oh it's planet ted cruz makes sense go fuck yourself you know (laughs) so it's uh yeah it's it's so fucking trippy yeah so yeah uh i don't yeah i i I don't understand like i i saw a um uh something on cnn Oh, oh no yeah 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 it was on cnn where uh this dude, this QAnon dude, was talking to Anderson Cooper, and he was like, I'm an ex-QAnon dude. I want to apologize to you because um, I honestly thought that you were eating ch- you were eating children. You were, like, sucking the blood of children. And uh, <laughs> Anderson Cooper's, like, apology accepted? <laughs> you know? <laughs> he was so, it was so awkward and weird. And I'm like, Ugh. what reality is this? And then I watch WandaVision. And I'm just like, oh, this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's it's uh, first of all, props to Anderson Cooper for even giving a minute to somebody like that. I guess he he must have um, had an interest in showcasing somebody like look you can come out of the delirium you just gotta let a little logic uh seep into your brain um i'm kind of curious as to what was the uh what was the point at which he decided he was going to disembark from you know the crazy train of like hey maybe this guy i see on tv doesn't eat babies that maybe just maybe do you think do you think do you think you could ever fall prey to some kind of I, I don't know if I've asked you this question before, but do you mm-hmm. think you could ever fall prey to something like this where it, like something convinces you so much that you'll be like, oh, you know, um, so and so, so and so celebrity, you know, um, yeah, they they stay alive by, you know, uh, usurping the life force from other people which comes in the a, a creamed corn can you know oh god um something like that no I, I i really don't think so just because something those super fantastical claims need to be backed up by a certain amount of uh empirical evidence and when you read Uh, into a claim like that, uh, especially something so ugly like that, you can usually tell that there is um, some sort of agenda attached to it just to uh, paint somebody in a horrible, horrible light. Um, I I don't know how anybody could even entertain a single second of the QAnon conspiracy and and the YouTube video that they all point to to... Uh, sort of lend themselves some sort of legitimacy. It's just a random guy narrating all these theories and connecting connecting the dots, but the dots don't really exist. Is it Q? Is it um, is it Q or is it like just some random? Well, oh, another one of his flock. It's another one of his flock. Uh, one of what what they call uh, one of the bakers. Let's put it that way. Um, when Q drops. Uh, 
their encrypted language and stuff. It's up to the quote unquote bakers to interpret the information and disseminate it to uh, the rest of the cult. And it really is a cult. Um, but I, I don't feel like I could fall for something like that because it's usually pretty easy to see the socio-political agenda behind those things and also there's empirical evidence like you know me i i will i will stop everything and watch a fucking ufo documentary um just because whatever i've got 10 minutes at the drop you know? of a fucking hat yes i know drop of a fucking hat but i do it because i, I i'm entertained by the ridiculousness of it and the fantastic nature of it. But at no point am I there like, you know what? Maybe there was a secret meeting between Obama and the aliens. And that's why, (laughs) and that's why we have Obamacare now. Oh my God. They're trying to give us their technology. It's like, look, man, we live in the age of HD and 4k until I see a picture or a video and not just a blurred pixel of a spaceship, you know, bobbing up and down and, and zooming left and right way off in the distance. I'm just not going to really I'm just not really going to pick up the fact that we are communicating with um, any sort of alien civilization, because when it, when I look at our civilization, just living it, I'm just like, I wouldn't want to communicate with us. I highly doubt an advanced species would want to communicate with us. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, did you did you watch Raised by Wolves at all? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Oh, you thing. watched the yeah. whole thing. Okay, good. Because I just recently finished it. Uh, oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, and for some reason, that it, it, this whole conversation immediately sprung to mind uh, uh, that that whole that whole show because of the end of how it ends, where she's convinced that she needs to give birth to – it kind of borrows from Battlestar Galactica a little bit. Where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, you know, she's convinced that she needs to give birth to the first hybrid baby uh, between, you know, a robot and um, and human being. And she's been lied to and she gives birth to like this fucking, you know, whatever the fuck that thing was. Uh, <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, flying snake. Yeah, that flying uh, fucking snake that was terrifying. And I have fucking fever and fever dream nightmares about it. So uh, it's I, I I just feel like uh, just as a parallel that smart people I, I'm 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 talking about smart people who hold political office right are just sold this lie and they just they just believe it bald faced because they don't want to face the truth. But I'm wondering what truth, like, what truth do you think that Marjorie Taylor Greene is running from? Is that her name? Marjorie Taylor Greene? Yeah. 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 I, first of all, if just because they hold political office doesn't make them smart people, (laughs) I, any, anybody who honestly falls for the QAnon uh, conspiracy theory or the big lie that Trump won the election is not a smart person and i'm not saying this to be mean or derisive to them like you can't you obviously have no standards of evidence that um that keep any sort of information from 
just seeping into your circle of belief. You, you're, you're working on emotion and you're working on confirmation bias. That's it. And that's not an intelligence place to work from because it's, it's basically you only accept information on what satisfy your what satisfies your whim as opposed to what confirms reality. But as for uh, Marjorie, she is jockeying to be um, at the top of this shit show that the GOP has become. She sees on some innate level because I don't I don't credit her with any level of uh, high level thinking. I, I don't think that she's cunning, but I think on an innate like terrible person level, you know how assholes can just smell a mark. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, I, I think that too. Like I do, I think that she's two, like two halves of a whole, right? Um, hmm. An asshole. Ah. Serena's <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> like giggling in the background. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, she she's two halves of a whole, with uh, both those halves. Are, one half is like snake oil, a snake oil salesman, and mm-hmm. the other half, I think, is is a person who is convinced that the conspiracy theories that she's heard through right wing channels are true. Hmm. So she's both being fooled, and she's. Uh, selling the foolishness so uh oh for sure for sure but I mean. I, i'm just like wh- what is it because do you think because politics have turned into kind of like a, a sp- like the wwe that <laughs> that that these characters come to power like she was voted in yeah um, yeah like, is it because like people are just like I like how she throws people through a table, you know? Because it, it's all strongman politics. It's all like you know, pretty much just sold through bullshit. First of all, she I I'm convinced. I mean, I need to do research on this, but I'm convinced she she came from a voting district that is that's got like three black people or something along those lines, and the majority of the people in that district are just hardcore red line. Uh, geo peers um she she believes she believes the kool-aid uh that she drinks and spouts because that video surfaced or resurfaced this past week of her stalking um that young man what's his name is it is it david hogg or oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, david hogg david hogg yeah yeah the the, david the, the dude who was yeah where she was just like um uh sandy hook isn't real Right. She she said that shit or. Yeah. She said like yeah. school shootings didn't happen. They're all paid actors, um, which is kind of echoing the shit that what's his name was peddling that, you know, that fuck Alex. Yeah, Jones. Alex Jones. I was like that fucking loud mouth asshole. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she, it, they're just basically all parroting each other. Like it's just like a yep. snake eating its tail kind of thing. It's the Olympics of who can be the biggest, <laughs> biggest dipshit um, on this side of uh, immorality. It's like, how do you how do you walk behind somebody who is a victim of, of a school shooting and and do that sort of thing? Like, you think he's doing this for fun? You think he's going around 
the country and being berated by she's not the first adult to berate him like no this. no she's not i mean i feel bad for all those because uh, uh, the the more public faces of that of these school shootings the the faces who are just like you know what enough uh, uh we need to rethink this whole gun issue in america and then you get those the people on the far right who are just like You'll take this gun away from me, from my cold, dead hands, you fucking piece of shit, you queer, you know, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Um, And Mm. just, like, berating these these people who are survivors, you know? Yeah. Uh, And and telling them that what happened to them didn't happen when these people are just trying to make a... a, They're just trying to live through, through this horrible horrible traumatic event that happened to them so yeah yeah and there's been there's been a call for marjorie to be uh both censured and even booted from congress and i couldn't agree more i mean this is she she's going to cause somebody to get hurt she's going to cause somebody to get killed if she's allowed to uh to just just spout all this nonsense without any level of uh, accountability. Uh, unfortunately, there are people who are galvanized by that sort of shit. I mean, she has a long history, and don't get me wrong, she knows that some of the stuff that she's saying is getting her in trouble because she's been deleting these tweets uh, that she's made over the years. But in the past, she's called for uh, the assassination of Nancy Pelosi um, and all these other issues that you brought up as well, calling uh school shooting victims paid actors uh and of course the joke uh closer to the beginning of the podcast of jewish space lasers <laughs> actually causing the california wildfires like <laughs> what the fuck it's so fucking oh my god i just i just fucking that should... can't that should be the end of her political career i i i keep thinking about why can't I remember his name? He was uh, he was running for president. Howard Dean. Howard Dean. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just like yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly that guy. Like that hurt his uh, his candidacy. Uh, that reaction, but somebody saying Jewish, suggesting that space lasers are what I I just I don't understand what's going on. This country has slipped into a level of stupidity that that is quite frightening actually yeah because it 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 feels like it can't be controlled right it's like a it's like a a, and you know that's that's my controversial statement of the month you know where (laughs) i'm not trying to say like these people should be like put in a pen or something or rounded up or anything but it's just that their brand of pushing toxic conspiracy theories that are that would get any sane rational person working at any job like say you were working mm. for an uh, for an automobile uh like uh, if you're working at like a dealership <laughs> and you and you told one of your customers you know this car is uh, is you know, there it's uh, twelve hundred dollars down down payment, and uh, also uh, Jewish space lasers caused the California wild. You'd be fired 
there, right? <laughs> You'd be fired right there. But these people, like, it takes a fucking committee of it, it takes a committee of people to be like, you know, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe we should keep them. And then you're, we're like, what? How? Why? <laughs> It's it it should be there's just some things that you say that should just be an automatic like get the hell out of yeah, here you're, you have you're no fired. business <laughs> you're you're uh, like I just it's hard to wrap your head around because growing up I think there was a certain amount of education that we received you know that just let us know like look you just you just don't say certain things. In public, you got to think of what you say. And going back to your uh, car dealership analogy, like this kind of thing wouldn't even fly at Crazy Vaclav's, you know, <laughs> place of automobiles. He'd be like, "We don't talk that way here. Get in your car, put it in H, get out of here." Zagreviev did not yet. Um. But yeah, it, it, it's it, to me. It's just it, it shows the flaws in our political system because our political system is still like, you know, it, it's bad enough that we get people like that who uh, come out of the woodwork and they're touting these crazy claims, and mm. then our system starts to like the system that she works for. Everyone in around her, like the, her Republican colleagues, are like, well, let's give her the benefit of the doubt. And mm. I'm just like, because you hear nothing from the Republicans. You hear nothing. It's like silent. Like, they're just like, they're just like turning around and just being like, I didn't hear nothing. You know, it's, uh, it's like there isn't a horse running around in the hospital. <laughs> no, what are you talking exactly. about? <laughs> uh, That's Dr. Hoof. <laughs> It's like people denying that the snap happened. Can you imagine? Like in the if we're talking about like the MCU. Oh, that's something I wouldn't be surprised if they wrote into one of these upcoming MCU shows. Could, like, could you imagine J. Jonah Jameson is like the you know, the 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 people who disappeared are paid actors and it's like half, holy shit. half the earth's population blipped away into dust. You know, oh. special effects. You know, b- brought to you by the Stark organization. Those that left that liberal Stark. <laughs> dude, dude, you MCU needs to hire you to write some of these episodes because that would be perfect. Somebody in that in the MCU would say that right. shit. It would be a proper reflection of uh, of reality. But uh, in regards to Look, I know that you're not saying round these people up and put them in re-education camps. No. And, j- well, and just let the hooks no, do their work. Right, 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 you know, right, right. Exactly. Like, That's not at all what, what I'm saying. It's not what you're saying. But I do think that um, the only way we can combat this irrationality is, uh, one, consequences have to be paid. I mean, it's one thing to just ignore people and brush them off and say, oh, they're like the crazy person on the train. Like he's just passing into the next car. Just don't make eye contact. It'll all be over soon. But this is, you know, when it's a parade, 
when this person's walking through and is starting to convince other people like, yeah, I should start saving my pee in jars. Then you got to speak up and say something. Yeah. I, I mean, at that point, that person needs help. Um, mm. I, and it's it's so funny because these these people who believe this shit, they all need help. But also my sympathy starts to wane like where I don't really like, I do agree that they need help like on a massive level because their lives must be, I don't know what they're running away from that. They feel that they can get answers through, uh, through Alex Jones or, Mm. uh, Hannity or, or people at OAN. But it's 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 a sickness and my sympathy starts to go like i'm i can't be sympathetic because these are the same people who are just like kill nancy pelosi kill aoc you know kill bernie sanders and i'm just like no i i, I can't like like there's uh, like i don't know if you've heard of jimmy Dore, comedian jimmy Dore. but he's a he's a kind of like a, mm. a lefty liberal comedian who kind of split off from the young turks and he had he you know on his show well on twitter he was berating aoc saying that she spends too much time tweeting and not enough time governing and then uh he goes on to say that uh he goes on to have the boogaloo boys the boogaloo boys on his on his fucking show uh, and he's like, we have to meet these people halfway. There has to be some common ground. And I'm just like the Boogaloo Boys, those guys who want to who shout the Jews shall not replace us, and who are like anti, who are just like kill every Black Lives Matter person that you can find. Um, they're just a, a vicious, like toxic white supremacist mm-hmm. group. And I'm just like. This is not the way to do it. Like, uh, this is not a solution to the problem. This isn't to platform to give a platform to these people is not mm. a solution to the problem. I don't know what the solution is. I don't know how we're going to get rid of like how how we can get rid of these people. And I'm saying that not in the violent like let's you know burn down all their houses and blah 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 with them inside. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying like how do we how do we push them? Out of the limelight, so that we. <laughs> that was oddly specific. I, well, that's. <laughs> it's not that I haven't thought about it, right? That's not. <laughs> Let's go down to three forty-five Evergreen Terrace. <laughs> We're gonna get Jack. Yeah. I mean, them. <laughs> he owes me money. He owes me forty dollars. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> That's way too specific. So, um, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, push them out of the limelight. Um, so they, so look how quickly we defanged Trump mm. uh, just by taking away his Twitter. Yep. Like, if you splash cold water in Wanda's face and take away her powers, I mean, she's just a lady who's missing, who just had a traumatic event happen to her. <laughs> twice <laughs> we've got a deep platform Wanda. yeah we've That's got a we've deep got platform to... wanda maxima 
Holy shit. Only then oh. will she stop creating these pocket realities where her fucking, you know, where she's mimicking bad 50s television. <laughs> I got to say that the series has been uh, it's so well done because every single episode just creeps me out more and more. It's just it's it's trauma wrapped in toxic happiness. You know, it's it is uh, the interactions, the interactions between her and the um, residents slash uh, captors <laughs> of uh, Westview are are so obviously fake um, that like you can see the seams of where reality is like fraying for especially some of them in there who seem to have some idea that they are in an unreal reality um, but they're also frightened to speak up because they have absolutely no idea how to get any sort of help um, like how would and- you would, how would you even escape that like all of a sudden you're just a different person and there's a laugh track. You, <laughs> you just, uh, you can't, I mean, really what frame of reference do you have to escape, uh, a sudden shift in reality? Um, I, if, if I could just fast forward to the latest episode, um, episode four, uh, I think it was called, I, uh, we interrupt this program or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, even the title uh, creeps me out. Uh, you know, they show uh, sort of Monica Rambo's uh, background starting from when she blipped back into uh, existence. Uh, yeah, so uh, showing Monica Rambo blipping back into reality, which I got to say was unnerving and beautiful at the same time uh, just just the close-up render of of seeing uh, her seeing her reform it, it was just like what am i looking at and then as, as it expands out into the uh into the hospital and shows <laughs> how how truly traumatic an event like that would be as opposed to the you know doing it for laughs that uh, spider-man far from home uh uh, their interpretation right was. right exactly uh, I, and I, I think that's where spider-man far from home went wrong for me because i was just like a, a situation like that where everybody would just come back it would freak out the general populace right uh, the society yes. would crumble because <laughs> <laughs> they went away and then all of a sudden they had like no the thing about that is that nobody has any idea that the Avengers are fighting Thanos, like, on Earth. So they're just, like, you know, going about their day, just coping with the trauma of not having lived with these people for five years and, like, having to hear from, you know, bastards in on Fox News telling them that the blip is, isn't is real and that they're just paid <laughs> actors. And then all of a sudden, they, co- they just come back, you know? Um, so it's... Dude, that that whole opening sequence fucking flipped. It freaked me out, man. Freaked me out. <laughs> it was uh, it was amazing, and I hope that. Um, well, from what I'm hearing, uh, the series Falcon and the Winter Soldier 
um, is going to deal more with the trauma and consequences of people dealing uh, with the blip. You know, suddenly uh, everybody's back. You know, a lot, lots of lives have changed in five years. But um, anywho, further into uh, this WandaVision episode, um, as we see uh, the progression of events that actually got uh, Monica Rambeau pulled into Westview and uh, and her interactions with Wanda and Vision and, and so forth, uh, there's this, as they expand on the moment when Monica is actually communicating with Wanda and she's just like, you know, she brings up the incident with Ultron and suddenly that sort of like breaks reality for a second and the look on Wanda's face, she's just like, what did you say? I was like, this is fucking frightening. Yeah, right. And to see the actual scene on screen go from uh, four to three letterbox to 16 by nine widescreen. I was just like, oh, this is this is fucking me up. This is chilling. Yeah. And that's that that sense of um, and that's where I feel like the Lynchian kind of influence comes into play where you're just like you're scared, but you have no idea. You, you it's just a general sense of fear where you're just like, OK, things are about to change and I have no idea what where they're going to go. I just know it's going to be frightening. Um, and just to have her be like, you know, um, you know, you're not who you say you are. Who the fuck are you? You know, this and that. And then all of a sudden she just you know, basically tells her to get lost and throws her out of her own, uh, like basically cuts her out of the show. You know, she gets written (laughs) off as she gets thrown back into reality. By the way, that actress, Tayona, uh, I hope I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pronouncing this correctly. Tayona Paris. Mm -hmm. Great. Amazing actress, by the way. Amazing actress. I've seen her. I've seen her before in other stuff. I think she was in, yeah, she was in Chirac. Um, she was she's great um great performance uh by both of them by elizabeth olsen and uh, uh tiona paris so yes. um because because it, it's it's so weird how she's basically playing two versions of again uh, that the whole talk about you know playing multiple versions of yourself she's playing herself and then she has to play along with in the show. She's like playing along with like, hi, I'm just your kooky neighbor to come along to help you deliver this. These these two <laughs> children that I that no one can explain how they came to be because you were fine yesterday and now you're pregnant with twins. <laughs> it's uh, it's a it must be so fun on set to like flex your acting muscles and have to change modes like this because because uh, you know you're trying to convey so many different feelings and ideas to the viewer. But after Wanda throws Monica out of Westview, um, Vision comes back into the house. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Wanda looks over at him, and he's the version of himself after Thanos ripped the mind gem out of his head. And it was... I got to say, I mean, out of out of an episode full of disturbing imagery, that was probably the most disturbing because they didn't couple that moment with like uh, a jump scare sort of sound or 
super dramatic music. It was just like, yeah, it, it was, it's just broken reality. Yeah, exactly. And that that's the kind of thing that I I really love is that it's just there. The sound drops out and it's just played straight. Like it's just like okay, you're just watching this dead person, this dead robot, like talk as if nothing's wrong. And you're just like, wait, what is this real? Is he really dead? God, it's so it's just so frightening to look at him because he has like, you know, no pupils and he's just got those dead eyes and he looks like a fucking corpse. And that leads me to my next question. Do you think he's actually dead? Do you think he uh, visions actually dead? I the thing is, vision is a synthesoid, uh, as as he's been referred to in some other material. Um He's still some he, he's an artificially created being. Um, I think I think when Wander brought him into whatever her version of Westview was, he was dead. I think she's looking for a way to permanently keep him alive. I think she's reanimated him, but within the scope of within the scope of the reality that she's made, he can only he can only really exist there for the time being. Um, but it raises so many questions. First of all, if I, I don't think Wanda is completely uh, working off of her own motivations. I think there's some sort of possession going on. I think maybe Mephisto might have a hand in this whole uh reality thing um happening at westview uh because it's 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 unbelievably evil what's going on and yeah. as, tra- as traumatized as she is I, I i don't think it's completely her i think somebody's taking advantage of her trauma I, it, it, it has some weird uh kind of rosemary's baby kind of um feeling yeah. to it because her yeah. her next door neighbor agnes I don't know what it is about that lady. I mean that 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 lady played by the great Catherine Hahn. Uh, mm-hmm. She there's something about her performance that is odd, and like it's there's something sinister going on underneath that that you know like that uh, a thousand watt smile where she's just like she comes in, she like mm-hmm. lights up a room, and I'm this comedic, you know. I, I'm the, the the comedic aside, and 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 um, she brings this kind of like levity to the show. But at the same time, she's also I think she's a threat. Something about her, yeah. the way she, especially when she was talking to Vision, she's just like that lady doesn't have a home. Like I'm like, how in on it are you? Mm. And you know, I don't want to go too further into spoilers or Marvel fanboyism, but I mean, like it's Agatha Harkness, right? It's Agatha yeah, Hark. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, <laughs> for the, yeah, totally. For those of you who don't know, read some comic books. <laughs> just drop everything and just read. Yeah, do you read comic books for the next few months. Read uh, Vision Quest. Vision Quest is a, is a good book. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And but um, uh, but the other big question that comes up for me is. <sighs> Can Wanda create life out of thin air? Because if Vision is dead, first of all, I'm not quite sure how the mechanics of a synthesoid and a human being 
would work to create life even outside of this bubble. But she's given birth to two children now. And assuming, I'm assuming that they are going to keep on existing after this bubble is burst. Did she, did she combine herself and vision? Did she just make them on her own? Like every time I think of, of vision and her like conceiving a child, I think to myself, his sperm must look like that thing that they put in uh, Keanu Reeves' stomach in the ma- in the first Matrix, <laughs> where it's like a biomechanical thing, <laughs> or like those bombs that fucking latch onto the ship in like revolutions. <laughs> Jesus, you think you mean that thing was? Real? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I mean, in the comics, we know we know how this story ends, right? We know that there's t- uh, who Tommy and Billy are, um, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Speed and Wiccan. So mm-hmm. um, if they follow the comics, yeah, she's the answer to that question is she's essentially a god, you know, uh, wow. and she can create life. Um, but, you know, these aren't the comics, and they have been known to skew a lot of that they've they've changed storylines around i mean um this doesn't feel i mean elements of this are lifted from the comics but not all of it uh i mean that right. that whole aside with uh agent Wu, agent Wu, who i was just like yay that guy um from fucking <laughs> the the one of the only bright spots of ant-man and the wasp um <laughs> It's just like I love the performances in that movie. I just hate the the plot of that movie. Um, <laughs> but uh, 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 yeah, and her and Darcy, Darcy, who I was just like, oh, I don't know about Darcy. Last time I saw her was in Thor: The Dark World, and I fucking hated her in that. So Ish. yeah, <laughs> so. But it, she like oh, this is great. I just love that like all these background characters are just like gaining new life in this uh, on this show. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, anyhow, I think we should start wrapping it up now. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, listeners, we're going to be we're going to continually uh, delve into WandaVision because it's just so strange and awesome. And, you know, it's 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 Marvel, you know, it's it's Marvel doing their thing. And I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. So, you know, stay tuned for more episode breakdowns yeah all right yeah i like i'm liking that uh uh, just a quick aside are you gonna watch the snyder cut since they announced the uh you know that's that's at the end of march yeah yeah yeah. yeah. end of of march yeah yeah right yeah (laughs) i mean i'm not gonna like it but uh i got (laughs) i guess i'm gonna watch it Anywho, that about wraps her up. <laughs> so from both of us here, I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are the Robots vs. Taxes program. On Radio Free Brooklyn. And while you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the Week. Oh, 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 oh,
Yeah. 